0: what the fuck is up everyone and welcome to the first official episode of maritza's talk show i'm your host maritza Millette. otherwise i picked a really bad name for the show hi how you doing welcome glad you could make it taking some time out of your day for little old me did you guys uh hear about that shit going down with doja cat fucking crazy though and then they try to loop in fucking hillary duff into that shit and she replied all quick like not today not me i'm not the one but this is crazy like people really investing all of their time in quarantine to trying to ruin like celebrities lives and shit that's it's crazy like not me you know like i'm not condoning anybody's behavior or anything but like i got i got bigger fish to fry so in the words of hillary duff Y'all need to find a hobby. And by y'all, I don't mean like y'all, y'all, but like y'all is in the people doing that shit. Anyway, I digress. Let's get right into it. Let you guys know what to expect for today. Unless my calendar is wrong, today is Monday. And on Mondays, I like to do a little segment called Mental Health Monday. (sighs) See, I do the side, but actually... We're going to get into some nitty gritty shit here. So, yeah, um, I don't know why I sighed like that. And I don't know why I'm yelling either, but that's cool. But anyway, let's get into it. What to expect. We're going to do a little Q&A from the listeners. And by listeners, I mean my friends on Instagram. I asked for questions and they submitted a few questions surrounding the topic of mental health. Just questions that they have about it. But I really just kind of left the question aspect of it to interpretation they were allowed to just kind of throw whatever they want out me surrounding the topic of mental health but before we get ahead of ourselves that will actually be towards the end of the episode well I mean it's a two-part episode the first part is going to be me kind of sharing just like the the surface of what my mental health journey has looked like over the past couple years obviously my journey has been a lot longer than that and it's not over either, uh, we're still kinda going through it right now, girl. Why do you think I'm making this episode? but anyways, yeah, it'll be about the the first part is just gonna be me talking about my stuff, and then at the end, we're opening it up to uh the questions from the listeners. um so before I dive into anything in this episode, I think it is appropriate to throw out a trigger warning just for the the safety and consideration of the actual mental health of my listeners Um, because I think as you can tell already I haven't fully disclosed but this is a not kid-friendly not exactly kid-friendly podcast or show Uh, it's very NSFW um, to say the least so yeah trigger warning I'm going to bring up the topic of suicide i may be talking about some of these subjects lightly solely because i myself have been through them and that's the way that i cope i cope by gaining acceptance through being able to laugh at these situations even though for some even myself included they're not funny but knowing that i had the strength to overcome and i'm currently trying still trying to overcome a lot of these things thrown my way uh i just want everyone to know that this is a safe space But at the same time, we're going to get into topics of conversation that are uncomfortable. Yeah, before I go on this whole thing, we're going to be talking about some really hard hitting stuff. And if I didn't mention the trigger and it comes up in the conversation, I don't want to uh, scare anybody away in any way shape or form but uh, like I said I'm only thinking about the health and well-being of the listeners so yeah um, we could just dive right into it and the Q&A will follow directly after but yeah so just a little background on myself I know a lot of people that were anticipating the debut of the show have been wanting me to kind of give a little background so here it is I'm 23 years old and I have been struggling. I hate that word, but yeah, I've been living with mental illness for my entire life. I was diagnosed unofficially at the age of 16 and then got diagnosed officially at the age of 19. Yeah, see, this <laughs> this episode's going to be hard to record. I'm going to tell you right now. I, I don't know why, but I also do know why I decided to make this my first episode. But we won't get into that right now. I I know this is a a tough uh, topic to cover, but I feel like what better time than now? And also there's just a part of me that is dying to share my story in hopes of helping other people and also just for my own coping and my own way to process and gain understanding and gain acceptance of the things that I have been through and constantly still have to go through. Uh, throughout the journey of my mental health but just for starters for this episode for length purposes I'm not gonna start from the beginning I'll give you guys some background here and there but I really want to focus on a specific moment in time that really defined the severity of my situation that I couldn't really wrap my head around for all the years prior um, which is actually just last year so obviously I'm 23 now I was 22 last year but had known that I There was something wrong since the age of 16. So with that being said, let's just dive into the timeline of this turning point in my life. Uh, So last year in the summer, I was diagnosed with four things. Severe depression, which I already knew about. Generalized anxiety disorder, again, something I already knew about. Panic disorder disorder something that I was unsure of but knew about and and noticed that the symptoms were things that I was experiencing. And then lastly, one that completely like I had no idea and I was completely in denial that I had it is a PTSD or post traumatic stress disorder. The way I was diagnosed was actually by going to a full on psychiatrist. <laughs> it's weird to say that out loud. not a lot of people know that about me, but the timeline starts in June and July. I was uh going to school just short of uh, full time, going to work just short of full time, all the while trying to take care of like the people in my home, my family, my parents, and then myself, and also maintaining a social life and a relationship at the time. uh so the w- way that all of this kind of started to unfold was... I was unknowingly experiencing all of the symptoms of all four of these things combined. And I hate to use this term, but the way that I felt in that moment was I felt like I was going crazy. I was extremely exhausted all the time. None of the things that normally made me happy were making me happy. And I started to forego all of my hobbies and was strictly dedicating all of my time to school and work and other people all the while completely ignoring my myself and taking care of myself. Um, I'm someone who uh, just kind of has a lot of energy uh, all the time. Not all the time, but my per- the, the type of personality I have is very energetic. And at this point in time, I felt like doing literally nothing. I had no energy. I was completely wiped out after working in school that I just couldn't even focus. And the scariest part was It wasn't like I was failing at work or failing my classes. I was getting straight A's and getting constant promotions at work. So these symptoms were easy to go under the radar because from the outside looking in, it really looked like I was, you know, I had my shit together and I was doing really well. But then over time, uh, the symptoms just got worse and worse. And it was becoming extremely hard to like operate, to perform or feel normal and so I could get into the details of that but that would take forever but at one point I hit what they called in therapy and what my my therapist refers to as burnout meaning I ran myself to the ground I utilized all my energy and all my resources that I have physically mentally and emotionally and I ran it until I ran out and had no more Uh, there was no more left of me to spread so thin anymore that my body just shut down and refused to do things. I had anxiety attacks before every shift, and I would still show up. And like the thought of work made me want to cry all the time. And so finally I I called out so many days in a row that I was like there's something wrong with me and I need help. And that is a tough pill to swallow, <laughs> like especially not having ever been in a situation like that before. It was really confusing. And I'm so glad I had the support system I had and still have to this day when it comes to my mental health. And I was able to get the resources that I needed. My job at the time provided really good quality insurance. So I was able to reach out to the, the correct medical professionals to find out what was wrong. So the way that I went about that was I obviously I was calling out of work and I didn't want to lose my job so badly that they were like the only way we'd be able to ex- excuse these call outs would be a doctor's note and so I said then I'm going to the doctor because one I want to find out what's wrong with me and two my dumb ass was just so fucking afraid to lose my job and the saddest part is that they were threatening my position at this company uh, if I didn't come back to work or perform or I would need a doctor's note so I mean, they were half understanding about it, but also they were like, we have a business to run, which is understandable. So the first thing I did was I uh, told my therapist, like, here's what's happening. Here's what's wrong with me. And she was like, you should book an appointment with uh, like a medical doctor. And so the medical doctor for mental health is a psychiatrist. They are the ones who are the only ones who are allowed to administer you medication we'll get into that later. <laughs> uh, so I went and saw psych and explained my symptoms. I couldn't, talking to literally anyone in this period of time, I couldn't even finish a sentence without bursting into tears, honestly. Like right now, just talking about it, I'm sweating profusely because it. Oh, you don't understand it until way later because when you're in the thick of it, it just feels... Like time is it's just everywhere. The way the days go by, it's just it it's all mumble jumble blended together. And I'm the reason also another reason why I wanted to share this story is because depression fucks up your memory. And so I need a way to document these feelings. I tried to journal, but it was just like when everything in your life kind of seems like it's falling apart, you don't really want to put it down on a piece of paper because then it feels more real. But backtracking to where I am in the timeline, I went to psych and i needed to get approved to be on disability through my workplace to save my job and psych was like we highly recommend medication and so it took me a few weeks to actually open up to the to that idea um or that form of treatment because it was really scary like i was afraid that i wasn't myself anymore um and i talked about it with my therapist and she was like it sounds scary, but I think at this point it's necessary and it will be more beneficial than anything that you're scared of. And so there's a lot of stuff that goes on in your mind because the first thing that happens when you research medication is side effects <laughs> and that right away scares you away. You don't you don't even want to consider it anymore because you're like, look at all of the cons that will come with this thing that's trying to fix me. And so it's like, am I inducing more issues to myself than I already have and so it's this whole back and forth and I (laughs) went back and forth for weeks until finally I was like I can't even get out of bed and yeah it just felt like I had to put my life on pause and being such a workaholic and someone who enjoys being feeling productive and feeling helpful for all of it to just stop so abruptly it was kind of like an identity crisis like I didn't know who I was at the time and so yeah, it was such a weird time that everything just kind of feels really, really blended together. But they told me, you need to go on disability. And I said, okay, uh, no problem. And he's like, but they're, you know, the way that insurance works and da 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 with your workplace. Luckily, I worked for a corporation at the time. The way to get approved for disability, obviously, they need medical proof. Like, what is wrong with you? So the doctor's notes will only extend your leave for so long before your job is at stake, or they will not pay you while you're on disability or leave. Therefore, <laughs> I wouldn't have any way to pay my bills. Uh, Cause it's a type of um, unemployment benefits, but it's specific to having a disability. And so at this point, my disability was mental health, which sounds kind of sad and kind of scary. And to this day, like when I say it out loud, it doesn't feel real, but it is very real. And this is like a really sad reality for a lot of people. And the way that I know that is the way to get approved for this disability to be able to be paid while I was gone was, he said, the only way I'd be able to do this for you is if you join group therapy. Your individual therapist isn't enough. And if this is work-related stress, obviously your employer needs to know that you're, you know, utilizing all the resources possible to get you back to work. So group therapy, we have, they have a special type of group therapy for people who are stressed in the workplace. And I was like, "You know what? I'm pulling out all the stops. There's something wrong with me. I need help." And so it's hard to finally say like I need help. I'm someone who is very bad at asking for help, very bad at accepting help, etc. So, finally I was like, "I need help. Do what I'll do whatever I need to do." And they said, "Well, that entails you going to group therapy." And I said, "Great." And they said, "But you would have to meet at least one to two times a week. And I was like, a week? And he's like, you need to have some type, something that gets you out of the home, something that makes you have a sense of normalcy. And so coming to these appointments is your one task of the day. And while right now it feels like it, it, it feels impossible to do literally anything, this is the one thing that's gonna be helping you. And so I was like, okay, fine. And I at the time I had already had an individual talk therapist as well. Um, who I was seeing every other week. So meaning I was going to therapy at least two to three times almost every week. And so it was a lot of therapy, a lot of therapy, but I cannot tell you how much it has done for my life. Therapy, I recommend therapy for literally everyone, regardless of where you stand with your mental health. If you're in a really bad place or if you're in a really good place and you think there's nothing wrong, I promise you it'll be beneficial for just everyday function, understanding yourself. Uh, working through things therapy is the best but obviously i know that i come from a very privileged standpoint i had really great insurance at the time and not everyone could afford these resources so you know there's a lot of free resources online through apps i i really 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 recommend everyone just pull out all those stops um to help yourself if you're not in a situation where you can afford or feel safe to get help uh but yeah so group therapy one to two times a week, individual therapy every other week. And then finally, after this whole back and forth with my psychiatrist, and my therapist, and then I even got advice from my friends, my family. And they were like, if everyone's telling you to get on meds, like, why don't you just listen to them? And, you know, obviously in my head, I'm like, it's not that simple. But the way that the people that cared about me, the way that they saw it was like, we're only trying to do what's best for you and to help you. This is obviously not just a temporary like thing this is something that's going to last a really long time and so in to end your suffering you should try you know these methods um and so i finally emailed my psychiatrist and was like you know what i'll give it a shot and so i was prescribed and i'm still on till this day the generic for lexapro it's called i can't i always butcher this fucking name so escitalopram. I was prescribed 10 milligrams um, obviously you have to wean yourself on and then wean yourself off when you're taking this medication so I took it slowly until I got up to my full dose and yeah it was um, it was a journey with that stuff because at first it was like I f- you don't really feel anything it take it for your body to adjust to medication it takes a while and by a while I mean like a, it could take one to three months for some people longer for some people shorter. And also it's a lot of trial and error with medication, which was also one thing I was scared of because like, what if I had to try five? And I'm like, I'm so lucky. I am the one of the one in the million people who was one and done. I tried one medication and it worked wonders and I didn't have to try anything else. For some people, I'm, I'm sad for them that I have friends and family who had to try countless options, tried different types of antidepressants to find the right one. And I was you know, lucky enough to have only had to try one. And it worked for me really well. And I'm still on it to this day. But yeah, so they had me in group therapy, individual therapy and taking medication. And luckily, I had a couple therapists in the past, you know, when obviously when I first got uh, unofficially diagnosed, and then officially diagnosed, like I've had them through schools, all that jazz. So I had some background with um what it's like, but trying group therapy was something I've never done before. It was always individual talk therapy. Um, Like one-on-one, just you and the therapist in a room or an office or whatever. But group therapy is crazy. That shit is so structured. And I would say it's really beneficial for some people. Like there were people in that group that like, this is the one thing of the week that they looked forward to. Was seeing all their friends that they've made, being able to talk about their week and get support from other people. But for me... (laughs) personally this is just obviously but everything that i'm talking about is based off personal experience i don't want anyone to shy away from anything cuz it could be really beneficial it just depends on the person i did not uh last long <laughs> in group therapy i basically went until i didn't have to anymore for work and the main reason for that is i'm someone who is easily to get like second hand emotions so like if someone is sad i automatically get sad because I'm sad for them being sad and same thing if they're angry I get angry because they're angry about something and all the emotions so when these people are processing their lives like I found myself delving way too into their lives and wanting to fix their problems and mourning for them and so I felt like it was almost counterproductive to be in group therapy worrying about other people's problems when I had my full plate But one of the best things that I got from group therapy, though, was that I met so many women in the same fucking position as me, which is so fucking sad. We all worked for the same corporation. I will not disclose that. Maybe at a later date, I will do a fucking expose tell all. But for right now, I'll just say we were both working for this huge corporate coffee chain and all of us were supervisors in our stores who had to go on a leave of absence due to anxiety and depression. That's fucking crazy. I'm over here thinking I'm all alone. I'm the only one. And there was like three other girls who were like, oh my God, you work at company name redacted. Oh my God. Yeah. And you're a supervisor. Yeah. Oh my God. And then it was like this whole thing. And it was kind of cool to make friends in group that were literally going through the exact same thing as me. And it was crazy how fucked that job is. And the shit that they ask of you and how it adds way more stress than it needs to into your life that is already stacked up on top of things in your personal life, in your romantic life, etc, etc, etc. And so the journey with that was crazy. But I could talk about this for hours, but I'm kind of just gonna leave it at that. And if you guys want to know more, we could do another episode. But um, yeah, so basically... To put it in a tiny, 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 tiny little nugget of a summary, it would be I was doing way too much trying to get this promotion and then keep the promotion that I burnt out and I had to go on a leave of absence due to a technical mental health disability uh, got diagnosed with X, Y, and Z, got prescribed X, Y, and Z, and had to learn how to readjust back into normal life. It was weird because I'm someone who was go, 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 never stop. And then I had to completely stop. And it was hard because like those days that I they were like, you really should rest and do nothing and really just be alone and by yourself. It was like, but I need to be doing this and I need to be doing that. Kind of crazy now though that we're in quarantine. I'm literally doing it all over <laughs> again. But I mean, I digress but I will say therapy has helped a lot my support system has helped a lot my boyfriend at the time was amazing and I feel so bad for all the shit that I had to put him through because he was my rock for all of those months of suffering he oh don't even get me started if he's listening to this just know that I love you so fucking much for everything you did for me but before we get into that that's a whole nother episode baby don't get me started. Yeah, so I... Now that that's kind of my timeline, I just want to say, in my head, that just seems so mumble-jumble. My apologies. But I've recorded... Like, I remember when it was all happening. I recorded a bunch of stuff uh, for this said show last year. And um, I never released it because it was just too rough. And I mean, I, one day I hope to release it because there's a lot more details in it and if you guys are interested in that you just have to let me know but yeah when it was happening in real time I tried to document as much as I could of it um for future me huh? but uh yeah it was a fucking roller coaster and the journey was long and it was hard and the craziest thing is that it's still happening the journey's not over obviously I'm gonna have to live with this for the rest of my life and I'm going to have my ups and downs and I think one thing I wanted to, you guys all to take away from it and for my own self to take away from it is that everything, all the skills and everything that I've learned through that entire process is something I have to keep practicing and keep doing so that I don't go back to what happened, so that I don't overwork myself, so I know how to take breaks and take care of myself and I know how to be you know, a little bit more selfish with my time and my energy, because I was giving so much to everyone else, but never saved anything else left for me. So that is something I want everyone, including myself to take away from all of that. But I could go on and on about all the shit that I learned in therapy, I would love to dedicate a whole episode to that. And obviously, that will come in the future. But for the sake of (laughs) time purposes, and people think that you know healing is this like therapeutic thing all the time and for some people that might be the case but for most people going to therapy is like going to another full-time job it is so hard to basically take all the pieces of yourself and lay them out and figure out what's going on it's hard work and therapy like people think it's just like this serene environment and you see it in the movies and the shows where they're laying on the fucking couch and for some people it's like that but for me and a lot of the people that I know in therapy it is not it is probably the most traumatic thing to do to work through your trauma like I don't know how to explain it in any other way you are sharing all your favorite parts about yourself while at the same time sharing all the things that you absolutely can't stand about yourself all in one and so there were days that I would skip sessions there were days that I'd be late there were days that I was just like you know what I would tell my, my therapist like I don't want to talk right now or can you talk to me right now or could you walk me through today's session because I don't know where I stand and there were days where I just took over the whole thing and I talked for an hour straight and she just nodded her head that's just the way therapy is there's no right or wrong way to do it but anyway apologies for how everywhere this episode is for a first episode you know i you think i would have picked a topic that was a little bit more you know me i don't like doing things that are easy <laughs> so um but i don't know the the main message of this is that i hope there was at least one thing i said or say in this episode that could benefit someone that could help someone that could be the wake up call for someone to get help or For someone who has already got help that they could just be like, oh, my God, I remember that, too. I was I was in that same boat or I just want everyone to take away something positive from my story and this journey. And yeah, I just realized I did a trigger warning and then never brought up those topics. That's how you could. That's how you you know that I'm so uncomfortable talking about (laughs) not uncomfortable, but tend to not make that the number one thing that i bring up in conversation but um since i included it i might as well include why i included the trigger warning um yeah uh, around the time right before like the burnout that moment um going through this entire process you'd really do feel hopeless and helpless and so if that's how any of you are feeling i do encourage you all to go and seek help um, but if you're not in a place, uh, to do that either financially or, um, for safety reasons, uh, reach out to whatever support system you have. Um, and I, I just hope for the best for literally anyone that's going through anything. Uh, but yeah, I feel for you. I'm here for you. If you guys ever need me, Maritza's talk show is basically where you could find me. We're gonna we're talking about some crazy stuff, and in the future, it's only gonna get deeper into the the topic. But boom, ba, boom, 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 let's segue into the Q and A portion of this episode. First of all, I want to just say thank you to everyone who submitted a question. I understand if you didn't. Uh, <laughs> it's not the easiest topic to talk about, and also like we'll get there over time, y'all. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day. So all of these questions actually come from lovely ladies um thank you guys again for asking your questions uh so let's get right into it the first question comes from a listener by the name of melissa or melly Bird on instagram she actually asked a few questions so the first question is what's your favorite feature about yourself um oh <laughs> That's a hard, That's a toughie right, right off the bat. Um, in regards to mental health, I would say my s- newfound strength. But uh, if you were just talking about an all-encompassing thing, uh, I would say my favorite feature about myself is how passionate I get to, about things. Um, I'm someone who sometimes is overly passionate and cares really hard and falls really deeply in love into things that I like, people that I like, etc um and then favorite physical feature about myself is my voice hence the show <laughs> uh and then her next question is what was your biggest obstacle to overcome oh Dasa, dang melissa <laughs> hard-hitting questions girl okay i see you um biggest obstacle to overcome i would say everything that happened last year was probably the most traumatic, uh, labor-intensive, in all regards, like mentally, emotionally, physically, um, thing I've ever had to go through. Was uh, I don't I don't like to say it like this, but accepting defeat, um, knowing that there's something wrong, knowing that I need help, and then actually going out and doing it, because it's so easy to just play a part. And to pretend everything's okay and to be the bad bitch and to be the I'm unfazed by everything. And then finally I that like you're, I'm strong, but I'm not as strong as I think I am. I'm not, uh, you know, superhuman. I can't, you know, please everybody. Uh, and so, yeah, coming to terms with that would be probably one of the biggest obstacles I've had to overcome in the more recent years. And then her last question is what advice can you give someone that wants to support a friend going through it this is a question I get all the time from people in person uh because they're like well I'm not going through anything but I have friends who are what do I do and so uh the number one thing I could tell you though is and what I tell everyone is (sighs) because I've been in that boat too where I'm going through something and I'm like so are my friends and I could tell because I recognize the symptoms because I had them and the number one thing I have to tell you is you kind of can't help someone if they don't want to be helped so that's the first step it's like do they want to be helped right now because if it's really that bad then like maybe they need to bring in fam- friends and family and do an intervention things like that um but like If they're like, oh, I, I, you know, I really wish that I could do this, this and that. And it's like, okay, maybe they do need a helping hand. Um, So I would say if you have a friend that is going through it and you really could use some help is to be an ear to listen. If they have things that are going wrong, be, you know, a support system for them to whatever degree that you're comfortable, though, because you don't want to overwhelm yourself with other people's problems when you have your own But the things that would help me would be I loved when my friends just let me explode onto them all of my emotions, tell them where I'm coming from. And then also you can't really force them to get help, but you can give tons of suggestions where like you could do the research for them. And that's what a lot of like that's what my number one support system did was like, here's all the resources that I found online for you but it's up to them to pull the trigger. So it could be like, here's all these resources. Here you go. I did all the work for you, but now it's up to you to pursue them or not. Um, But yeah, being just there for the person is step number one. And then step number two would be to kind of, it's always at the end of the day going to be their decision. Like you can't fix it for them, but you can aid them in the process of, coming to terms with it and also helping them through the trial and error of finding out what's good for them. Sorry, I hope that's a, I hope that answer is a, a, what you were looking for. But ultimately, it is it is their choice to make. But you're such a sweet friend for taking them into consideration and wanting to help them. But in the end, it's always going to be their journey for themselves. You know, my boyfriend at the time, he would take me to my therapy appointments because my anxiety was making it hard for me to drive, things like that. Or it would be, you know, oh, I'm not really feeling good today. And they'll be like, he'll be like, open your journal and write down 10 things you love about yourself. And then things like that, where it's like be, being very encouraging and not forceful would be the best approach uh, if you have a friend that you're worried about. Thank you so much for your questions, Melissa. The next question comes from uh, a listener by the name of Amabel or VMV Bell on Instagram. And her question is, what is the best form of treatment in your opinion and your experience with other treatments? So I'm glad I was able to share my story before this question. Uh, Hopefully some of that stuff helped answer it but I would say the best form of treatment for people who are going through is talk therapy. Like girl that is the number one thing, most cost-effective thing that you could do for yourself for your health is to go see a freaking therapist if you have insurance if it's through your parents or whatever it is worth the cost i promise you like i know it's expensive and i know it's hard to bring yourself to do it and it's a lot of hard work but honestly the payoff is beyond anything you could ever try because for someone like me when people are like, well, why don't, oh girl, The, the amount of times people will be like, why don't you just meditate? Why don't you just exercise? Why don't you just journal about it? And I'm like, honey, I did all that. And I've been doing that for years. None of it's working. So it's me. It was annoying having to hear that, but I understand they were coming from a good place. But at the end of the day, I'm like, I tried all the stops. I pulled them all out, but they didn't work. So now I'm like, where do I go from here? And so that would be, the, the number one thing I would say is like, if you're, if you're going through things and all of your normal day to day coping mechanisms aren't working anymore, like yoga and meditation and all that good stuff. And it's, it's, you seem to be hitting a dead end. Therapy is the best way to go. And if you don't have insurance or, you know, the financial means to find a therapist, there are apps like better I think it's called better help or better Health. better help. Um, multiple free apps that link you to certified um therapists uh people who are licensed to to help you uh like work out your thoughts and and what you're feeling and if it's something that you just feel like you could work through and it's not like a legitimate medical emergency where you feel like you're going to harm yourself therapy is the best way to go and then as far as my experiences with other treatments the way that me getting on um antidepressants worked was i took them and then i didn't start to really experience anything until maybe about the second month the side effects uh, kind of sucked but the mental clarity and r- ability to relax that uh, totally overshot any of the symptoms that i ever were to get so i got like upset stomach Uh, headaches, dizziness, profuse sweating, um, all that kind of stuff. But then over time, as my body got used to the medication and the full dose, all of those started to go away. And I would say the only really, really crappy thing that came from the long term effects would be um, a little bit of weight gain. But I can't blame the medication, obviously, like my lifestyle had changed a lot, and I was a little bit less active. So that could probably be the source of (laughs) all the weight gain that i'm trying to get off right now but yeah thank you so much for your question amabel i hope uh that was an answer you were kind of looking for and i hope that whoever it is in your life that is struggling that they get the help that they need and thank you so much the next question comes from a listener by the name of jerilyn darilyn extra ends, and then underscore on instagram and her question is how has quarantine life been um I will answer this both ways because I'm not sure if you mean that in regards to mental health or if that's just a genuine question <laughs> um but my quarantine life has been good um the adjustment took some time, but uh right now I'm doing a lot of things to keep me busy and to keep me healthy so uh quarantine has become a little bit of cake for me. I'm sad that for others that is not the case but um for me, I am very very lucky, very lucky to be in a place of privilege, um, that I'm happy, healthy, safe, um, alongside a good support system and family to keep me feeling normal. And then as far as my journey with mental health, who girl, um, the first month ish was rough. Like I'm a very much a social butterfly and I love being out there into the world. And doing fun things and having fun experiences with my friends and family and for all that to be ripped away really abruptly really really sucked but then by the by approaching the second month it was like nice not having any obligations like oh so you're telling me i don't have to show up to work anymore and like my job paid me a good amount before i left that i was able to make good money off of unemployment so i basically am getting money to not do anything. <laughs> Obviously, when you're on unemployment, you're supposed to be searching for work. But in the middle of a pandemic, you can't really search for work other than becoming an essential worker. Which for me, I live with people who have extremely compromised immune systems, so that wouldn't be the best um, thing to do. And then I have family working remotely in the house, and the bills are paid. So I I've, I've been kind of chilling. And so I took the time to really take care of myself and like, you know, focus on skincare, remodeling my room, doing, you know, things that I was putting off because of my excuse of just being busy. Um, But yeah, quarantine life has been good. As far as my mental health, though, like I said, first month really sucked. And then the second month, things started to look up for me because it kind of gave me more time to have me time and have self-care time and uh, address things that I was pushing away because I I just didn't want to address them, and it kind of had a little emotional vomit all over my life. And I was able to address things that I was ignoring for a really long time. I did go through a breakup though, <laughs> which really sucked. But we are both happier in the situation now. So that's a little juicy tea for the Q and A portion um, for those of you who didn't know yet. Oh yeah, FYI, this podcast, very open book, honey. I don't hide anything. I ain't got no secrets. Why do you think I'm doing a podcast that's solely wrapped around my fucking life and pop culture, period? But thank you so much for your question, Jarlyn. I hope both answers were <laughs> um, what you were looking for. Um, thank you so much for your question. And lastly, one more question left, and I'm very, very excited to answer this question because there's a lot of parts to it, and it's just so hard hitting. Thank you so much for submitting this question, Brienne. Next question is uh, from a listener named, by the name of Brienne, breezy.bulligan on Instagram. And hers is a long one, but a good one. It's many people, uh, her question is, many people face mental health issues and people of color stigmas prevent us from being able to be fully vulnerable talking about this topic. We often get a response from older generations telling us mental health isn't real what do you think are some of the first steps in trying to break that barrier and get them to be vulnerable and fully understand each other's mental health situations? What an amazing question, guys. But yeah, to kind of dissect the question a little bit so I could give you a nice clear and con- mostly <laughs> clear and concise answer is, um, I agree. Many people, many people of color who are f- uh, facing mental health issues that's one of the number one things, and myself included, is the stigma behind it where, you know, our parents, our grandparents, our aunties and uncles, our relatives, even our own, for me, my own siblings, are like, you know, you're just not giving yourself enough credit, oh, you're just being an angsty teenager, yada, 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 and there's this stigma that is brushed off, and it's not everything is taken lightly, and nothing's ever taken seriously when it comes to your mental health, and so she says it prevents us from being able to be fully vulnerable talking about the topic which is so true and i could totally attest to that by personal experience um we often get a response from older generations telling us that mental health isn't real when it is very 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 fucking real what do you think are some of the first steps in trying to break the barrier so hmm, i already had this disclaimer but i'm just gonna say it again uh, for the sake of intensity of the question is this is speaking from personal experience but the way that I was able to break that barrier was I'm a jokester. I'm someone who is very open book in my social life, but very private in my family at home life uh, for these specific reasons is because every time I brought it up, it just felt like no one quote unquote understood me or, um, when I would tell them like something was wrong, it would be like laughed at or brushed off, um, up until recent when things got really bad. Um, And so I would hate to give off the impression that like I had to hit rock bottom for my family to understand and open up to this topic of conversation. But that was kind of the reality for me, sadly. But I would say advice-wise, I know it sounds really cheesy and it sounds like some shit out of a movie or a television show, but like sitting your family down, like calling the cliche family meeting I know that sometimes those don't really exist in in houses of color because they tend to just like text each other or just blow it off. But really sitting my family down and telling them like, I'm sick. And they're like, you have a cold? (laughs) You have the flu? COVID? (laughs) No, I'm ill mentally, not physically. So I'm like, when I have a cold, obviously your parents want to make sure you're hydrating and you know give you Tylenol and go to the doctor and you know monitor your symptoms you need to let them know that that same energy needs to be given for mental health issues where it's like I'm not feeling good so I need resources to help me feel better mentally and so breaking down that barrier is to have that really awkward family meeting where it's like I'm not well and I'm not not well in the way that you think and explaining to them the severity of the situation and you're gonna get a lot of pushback. I got a lot of pushback. I still get a lot of pushback with my entire family. But yeah, really laying it out for them and and kind of just doing the whole, I don't wanna say like PowerPoint presentation, but like laying out exactly what you're going through really helps and starting that awkward conversation. And yeah, I would say for me, I'm just someone who's an over and I like to talk about things that bother me and talk about things that make me happy so that would be the best way to do is to sit down and have the awkward conversation and if there's pushback there's pushback and maybe that's sadly no longer someone you could reach out for emotional support and that's a really sad reality for a lot of people of color it's a sad reality but on the bright side if it were to go really well they will start to gain an understanding and then also be a little bit more understanding of you know your boundaries and it'll it'll help in the long run um sorry i hope this answer is is what you're looking for but uh, as far as breaking down barriers a lot of things that seem hard to tackle kind of do start with just a simple conversation um like opening up the floor for it to be talked about in the house to be discussed and I know that like a lot of these things are tend to be really private for some people but for me it was like the more open I was and the more comfortable I got talking about it with other people hence the podcast it made it less of a awkward conversation or or awkward topic in in the household it was kind of just something that I was able to be like oh you're being a bitch today I'm like well yeah, I understand, but I'm just very highly irritable because my anxiety is very bad today. So I would hope you would be understanding and forgive me for being snappy at you, like things like that. But for me, personal experience, the way that mine was, was my family really ignored it and didn't pay into any mind and kind of just brushed it off for a really long time. But then me going through my burnout and having to go on disability and my family just being the curious beings that they are, were like, what, why are you on disability? Why are you on leave? What's wrong with you? I would have to tell them, I'm mentally ill and have to take like my 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 family like they take medication for diabetes and high blood. I'm like I'm taking medication because I'm ill in the way that you're ill. You can't cure what's wrong with you, and I can't cure what's wrong with me. So it helped them wrap their mind around it where that's also like a a way that I was able to do it that could help people is like compare it to maybe like the health issues that are physical in your family and you could kind of open the conversation that way like that's what I would tell my mom I'd be like you (laughs) take medication for you know your high blood pressure or your cholesterol whatever her issues are um, x y and z and I'm like my doctor says that there's something wrong with me that can't be cured either so I take medication for it. And they're like, what's that feel like? And, um, and then you describe your symptoms. And so a lot of it is to open the conversations going to be a lot of educating other people. Um, and it's really hard. And for some people, it does, the conversation doesn't end the way that you might want it to. But opening that conversation is how we break down the barrier is bringing awareness to the situation is how we break down barriers. And so uh, thank you so much for your question. I hope uh, that was the answer you <laughs> were looking for. And if it wasn't, we have more episodes in the future to, to tackle these hard-hitting topics. But yeah, that's it for the question portion of the episode, you guys. Thank you so much for submitting your questions if you did. Um, and if I missed your question, I'm so sorry. And I look forward to answering it in a future uh, episode. But I do really, really hope someone, each and every one of you who is listening, takes something positive away from this. So thank you so much for tuning in. And I'm going to introduce something that we're going to be doing at the end of every single episode just to kind of end it on a good note and get some happiness and some flair and some pep culture. Um, into it is we're going to end every single episode with a song of the day because you know me, I'm the queen of live music and I love shit like that. And so what way to to end a conversation on some hard-hitting shit with music the truest form of expression as they say um so today's song of the day is rain on me bitch fucking lady gaga featuring miss ariana grande don't even get me started with this song you guys it's so fucking good and i feel like the reason why i chose this song for the song of the day is because what better song because the song kind of tackles a little bit of like their struggle with mental health and the, the pressure from the fame that they have and so what better way to tie that into a mental health episode they said i'd rather be dry but at least i'm alive period that is Honestly, all encompassing of what it's like to go through the trials that come with having a mental illness is you'd rather be happy and you'd rather feel a little bit more normal and you'd rather just be average, but you have to still go through all these things and you're just happy to be here, you know? But yeah, I love the song. It's amazing. It's such a fucking vibe. If you haven't listened to it already, you've been living under a rock. Highly recommend, 10 out of 10 and yeah that's it for the song of the day uh thank you guys so much for tuning in to mental health monday i look forward to doing these episodes obviously they're going to be a little bit shorter than this one because today we hit we hit a lot of topics but thank you guys so much for tuning in Uh, i look forward to dropping the next episode for you guys episodes come out every monday wednesday and friday i'm so excited to announce what wednesday's segment name will be So keep a lookout on that on all of the socials. You could find me at Maritza's Talk Show on Instagram. And yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'll catch you guys on Wednesday. That's it. Bye.